Hi, everybody. I'm Anthony Quinn. This is Food Addict. Yes. And I have somebody with a famous name. And you know what? <laughs> to me, this guy's famous. Everybody, Blair Warner. Yes. How you doing, buddy? Um, Anthony, thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. How's it going tonight? Dude, it's okay. It's. I just heard ambulances outside. So... <laughs> It's not okay for somebody else, but it's okay for Anthony Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> I say my name a lot, but you know that already. Yeah, oh, it, it's repetitive. You have to repeat it because people forget. It's a uh, short attention span. <laughs> yeah, I repeat it too much. It's okay. It's because I have problems, buddy. <laughs> and you know what? Actually, that's what this podcast is kind of about. Um, but really, this podcast is about anything we want to talk about. But we share some of the same afflictions. And, um, you know, uh, the show's called Food Addicts. So, you know, I'm about I'm about 70 or 80 pounds overweight now. I just lost like 10 or 15. It's been five, oh, nice. five weeks with no sugar or fast food. Really? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so how, how's that going? So, I mean, and, and with the food addicts, because I'm a food addict, and it took me a while to kind of get over my addiction. Wow, because um, you're kind of thin. And, you're not. You're not heavy. Oh, I was heavy for most of my life. Wow. And, oh, okay. But, but so, so growing up, and, and you probably could relate to this. Where, where I'm, well, I'm, I'm assuming where you had family, like especially old family, that would feed you. Um, oh yeah, I'm Italian, baby, Anthony. Forget about it. You crazy? Oh my. And so, like, you, it was like, uh, it was a sin. You could not turn away food. If you did, it was like the curse. Dude, um, I never had real cheddar cheese till I was in my fucking, like, <laughs> late teens, dude. I ate that cheese food, man. That's what my parents got. Kraft Singles, dude. And now I'm like, holy shit, that shit's like toxic waste, man. <laughs> well, actually, this school, so um, in New Jersey, the schools, uh, as part of the mandate during the pandemic, was that all the kids were sent home with meals because they couldn't, uh, I guess they couldn't differentiate which kids needed meals or not. So they just sent kids home, all the kids home with meals. And so I started seeing them and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, I don't have to cook. Let me look at this lunch. And I realized what grade D cheese looks like when I saw these meals. Yeah, that and shit's the like the government cheese. Yeah, it's like the government yeah. cheese. Yeah. It's oh, like, it's, it's, it's you could actually use it kind of as like, you could stick your pen in it. And it'll just yes. like, it'll just, <laughs> it'll just kind of make a crack. And then you pull the pen out and it'll seal up. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Oh, it's, it's not edible at all. Like, and, I mean, and it's, it's edible. I'm not saying I haven't eaten it. Come on, dude, relax. <laughs> oh, I mean it, but we actually did that. We actually put a, a, a it was a time we put like a, a stick in it to have it hold because they, we put the stick in it and it held into place. Yeah. And yeah. and it wasn't like one of those things where it was malleable or anything. It just held it in place like it was a pen holder and it just took that shape. Dude. And then that yeah. was it. The, the, when I was a kid, I don't think I had wheat bread until I was in my 20s. I'm serious about that. There was never yeah. any whole wheat bread in my house, dude. You know, it just it was white bread, baby. Split top white or the Italian Diaderio Italian uh, sliced bread. Forget about oh. it. with the seeds, dude. You know. Well, so so I grew up uh, Hungarian, uh, and I still am. But uh, so we loved rye bread. You're and too. Same you're too Hungarian, man. Cut it out. <laughs> well, well, so oh, and this is going to get into the food aspect. So we had. Two breads. We had white bread, and I didn't know about wheat bread until about maybe a decade ago. Uh, and it's pretty good, actually. Oh, it's um, awesome, yeah. Or rye bread. And so one of the things, uh, it's called Solonoff. And it's it's more of a peasant-type food, as I later found out in my later years. But basically what Solonoff is, is the fattest part of the pig. And, you you know, you have to go to your butcher to get it. And what you do is you take the fattest part of the pig and they put it on a skewer. And you have a garbage can, like a metal uh, aluminum garbage can that's like a fire pit. And you roast the uh, skewer, uh, the skewer with the uh, fat on it until the fat starts dripping down. Wow. You Then you put it onto the bread. You take the drippings onto the Whoa. bread. Holy mackerel, dude. You're hurting my, you're hurting it, my something. You keep and you keep doing that. You keep going and cooking it further and further, and then dripping the fat 
off the pig onto the bread. And so basically the sandwich is the drizzled fat, you know, whatever it is, oil, lettuce, tomatoes, and onions. Whoa. And that is your sandwich. No no pig in there, just the fat of the pig. And how is being it? Roasted. How is it? The most disgusting thing you'll ever eat. <laughs> <laughs> and you ate that shit? You ate it or not? Yeah. Yes, yes. They made you eat it like like eat yes. that or, or no no TV, you go right to bed, like shit like that? Oh, well, no, you didn't say no to them, the, the, the old Hungarian women. You ate it and you just sat there like shivering. Like, Hold oh, on, okay. who's them? Where did you grow up? Oh, well, I grew up in New Brunswick. <laughs> New Brunswick, has, New Brunswick has a, um, and well, it doesn't really much, but New Brunswick has a pretty good Hungarian population, oh, especially okay. back in the day. So, okay. So, so uh, a lot of, uh, and actually, I worked at a bar restaurant in New Brunswick, the Budapest, because I could cook Hungarian food. Because Hungarian, uh, they ha- I was going to say this once you stop talking. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm just busting your balls. I want you to talk. You're on this show to talk, buddy. But, but, but Hungarians, <laughs> Hungarians have good food, right? What do you have? You have like goulash or some shit, right? Is that yours or not? Yep, there's goulash, there's chicken papakash, uh, stuffed cabbage, Whoa, which a lot me? of people have. Wait, I'm not chicken, dude. You, you, huh? I'm going to cut you next time. I, did you call me chicken <laughs> poppycock? Chicken papakash. Dude, well, oh. you, called him, you, called me, you called me that again? Man, <laughs> you better have you a bulletproof it. fucking vest on next time I see you. <laughs> well, well, it, 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 well, it's funny is that, um, and some other people, I, we're talking about this at a uh, uh, comedy club uh, this past week, uh, Hungarian women tend to have, you know, big asses for some reason. Whoa, and holy hungry. No, wow. No, no. Does, the, that uh, make you hun- Does that make you hungry, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Gabor sisters, you know, all did. I mean, uh, my mom, you know, unfortunately does. My daughter... Uh, does as well. And it has my to be, mom's got a big butt. Are you out of your fucking mind? No, Are you no, talking about your mom's butt on my podcast? That's not from me. That's from my relatives telling me this. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all the old Hungarian men who just kind of like resign the fact. Yes, all yes. Hungarian chicks have big butts, like my mom, like Mama Dukes. <laughs> Yeah, well, you're out of your I, fucking I, mind. You really are. You, are you having a seizure right now? No, <laughs> because <laughs> no, the, the first girl I ever brought around to my family was like the skinny, like rail. She was like five ten, maybe a hundred pounds. Whoa! And was she a crackhead? <laughs> did, <laughs> did she smoke the free base? No. No, no. Okay. She, she was an athlete. Was oh, she was an athlete. Oh, oh. Whoa! And so, but my family was like, oh you my were gosh, doing all right. You, how old were you when you were with this athlete? Oh god, I was seventeen. Could I, she have? Could she have kicked your ass? You think? No, 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 no. <laughs> You're like, I mean, now she probably could have. <laughs> yeah, now, now you'd be her bitch, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but my family, and I'm sure you may have experienced this too. And I think a lot of people from ethnic backgrounds, or just like the ethnic culture, still uh, residing there, where the family looking and saying, "Oh my gosh, she doesn't eat. You know, she's unhealthy. What's wrong with her?" You know, it's a very old school mentality of yeah. like looking at someone. Yeah, my, you know, my mom, like, my mom was the kind of mom, like, if you were over, she'd give you, like, uh, you know, you were like, yeah, I'll have some chicken parm. She'd give it to you and it'd be cut up. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, like, but she wasn't like, you know, manja, manja, you want thirds, you want fourths. You'd get a plate and if you ask for more, she'd give you more, you know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, Italian mothers, forget about it, you know? Um, if you have problems and that's what it is, I mean, she didn't really contribute to my problems with food necessarily, but there was no regulation on what I ate. You know, I've, I've shared this before. I used to go to a store and get eight packs of gummy bears, (laughs) you know, cause I was compulsive about it. Well, well, see, impulsivity was never mentioned growing up. And so, and gluttony was Because when you were a kid... Right when you're a kid, is there such thing as a kid being impulsive? I mean, there is, but kid, that's part of learning life, right? You can't, you can't be like, don't be so impulsive, sit down and shut up. You know, well, so, that's part of like discovering yourself. You know, so, but when your adult behaviors line up with that, that you know, when you're, st- this is what I realized about myself. 
is that a lot of the stuff I do now that I don't like, I've been doing my whole life. And, and I think, and that's, you hit on, I mean, that, that is so smart. It's that, to realize that it's not impulsive when you're a child. You have to learn how to regulate and what's good and not good so that as you mature and develop, that you eventually, you know, you gain the right senses. Well, you know, it all depends to who you have, too. Who, what kind of yes. resources you have. Like when I was a kid, my dad really wasn't around much. He was a good man. He was a he wasn't a bad man, but he was, you know, he had alcoholism. He really suffered from alcoholism. He was a, in sucks. the Marine Corps. He was in the Marine Corps. He was only in for like three or four years, but man, he loved that Marine Corps, and that's where he learned how to drink and party. Um, and uh, you know, he was kind of. Uh, that's what happens, man. So, so, and my mom was a little lady. She was, you know, a, a daughter of immigrants from Italy. And, uh, you know, it's hard. You know, when, like they both smoked and they both drank. So, you know, when you have, when you have unhealthy behavior, and they didn't even know it was unhealthy. They used to smoke with me with the windows up in the car. <laughs> oh well, and, and my kids. I was trying to tell my kids about this. The, the houses usually you would go to someone's house, and it was it was not uh, it was not uncommon for the house to smell like smoke. In, in yeah, house. yeah, absolutely. My I, yeah, and bars. Forget it. you go to a small bar, and people are partying. You may not be able to see the person next to you. It would be that smoky. Yeah, it was you know, and it's funny when I started going trying to do comedy again uh, from the first time, it was so uncomfortable because there was no smoke in the bar. Mm, and it, interesting. That's I interesting. So I don't. Yeah, I don't remember noticing that from when I did it. You know, many years ago. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I love it. The smoke. I love it oh, that there's it, no smoking because I hate smoking. I hate uh, you know. I hate cigarette smoking. It's disgusting. Yeah, and, and you know, and now, like at first when I started, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I miss the smoke, and like, there, you can use that as as a as a trick or you know, sort of as, as a guise to getting to some points. But now I, I agree with you because we used to have to shower when when, and this is gosh, now we're going to start oh, yeah. start sounding old. You would have to shower when you came home or change your clothes. I mean, because the, they yeah, stunk. The fact of the matter, Blair, is that it's great smoking cigarettes. They fucking awesome, okay? But after a while, it's just gonna kill you, and you realize what a poison it is. But I'm saying, like, when you're young and you're drinking and you're hanging out, cigarettes are fun. You know, they really are. But you know, the reality is now we know how bad they are. You know, years ago, I mean, there wasn't really a lot out, and when they were, when I stopped smoking years ago, they were two fifty a pack. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, my neighbor's that one. And people were <laughs> pissed. People were pissed about the two fifty. Oh when they went from one fifty to two dollars, people were pissed and they went from two to two fifty. People were a lot of people quit smoking because of that. So this goes back to, to healthy behaviors and how to manage them. So I, I wrote you, I was saying, you know, I'd love to talk about the old New Brunswick, uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey, <laughs> the old food trucks. So ooh, not these fancy ooh. food trucks that they I, have now. I like me a good old food truck. Yeah, man. Oh, I've and, had some beautiful and, things out of food trucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the food trucks were prime, especially in New Brunswick, uh, at two, three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. Sometimes that, that was the only place to get food. There was no Wawa. There was no DoorDash, no, uh, Uber delivery. And you would go to these uh, trucks that I don't even know. There had to be some health department that was sanctioning them. Um, but they were the most disgusting things that you could ever eat in your life. Oh, my like, God. Were, really? Oh, okay. I've had some good food trucks. Oh, like fat cats? They would put like, you know, they put bacon on top of a pork roll, on top of sausage, oh my God. on top of an egg. And it's like, how much of the pig do you need in that sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> like... Are you trying to send a message home to that pig? Like, listen, if you act up, we'll put another part of your family in there. Well, it was just re a necessary amount of food. Well, this is what we, I say all the time on this podcast is, I mean, if you don't know by now that we're really not supposed to be eating meat, then I'm going to tell you 
I'm Anthony Quinn, and we're not supposed to be eating meat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, are you vegetarian? Um, no, 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 no. I, I eat. I'm trying not. I haven't eaten red meat, red meat in a while. I'm trying to just eat chicken, and a little bit of um, uh, you know, I mean salads and a little bit of chicken. But eventually, I do want to weed myself off the animal protein. I don't mind eating an egg here and there. I actually, I don't mind eating eggs. I'm not doing it for animal purposes. I'm doing it for nutrition purposes. Because when you eat nothing but I'm eating a can of beans a day and pretty much trying to eat as healthy of a dinner as I can. I'm not being that strict. But when you're eating all vegetables and you're eating the right ones, um, it's amazing, dude. Oh, you're, so you're my invincible. College, my college roommates actually were the first ones. So I showed up to college. My mom sent me with like a bag of like red fucking steaks, like bleeding still. And I came with like a 30 pack of beer and I moved in with straight edge uh, vegan roommates. So they looked at me like I was insane. And, you know, yeah, but you know what, about- Blair? I mean, <laughs> seriously, dude. Okay. I met you too, dude. And, you know, you don't, <laughs> you don't look that sane. <laughs> but, but, but what they did was they told me, though, they said, you know, they said they stopped eating red meat or actually all meat. And they said if they had to eat meat again, that their body would reject it. And I no, it and wouldn't. Like, That's bullshit. Well, but it's it is bullshit. But what it what it is true though is your body has a tough time digesting it. Of course, yeah. Look and, at your intestines. But I'm saying, like, if you don't eat meat for ten years and then you have a burger, your body's not going to reject it. You're going to be like, mm, that's a tasty burger. <laughs> no, your body will reject it in the bathroom about thirty minutes later. Maybe that's, that's it depends what, where you go get a burger. Like well, we're going, yeah, I'm true. going. I'm going to this place tonight with my kids. It's called the filling station. It's totally all organic. Their buns are beautiful. I mean, it's going to cost me. I'm going to have to go do some favors in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? To even afford this fucking meal. But um, but they do. They have the best burgers, the best fries. Everything's fresh, and that those, it's not belly bombers. You know, I don't care how much vegetables you've eaten. I've been there so many times and back, brother. I was a vegan for years. I. I'm what's called a nutritarian, which is I eat which the, is, the, the, the healthiest thing around. Uh, I, that's the first time I've ever actually heard of that. Yeah. Wow. Dr. Furman is Joel Furman. He's pretty, pretty popular. He has a book called Eat to Live. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like if I was somewhere and the healthiest thing I could get would be, you know, a little bit of beef. If I was really hungry, I would eat a little bit and try to get as much vegetables as possible. But in the past, when I was a vegan, I would go to some parties and only eat potato chips. You know, and it's just ridiculous. So, you know, um, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, so, so that evolution that, that we all make, or hopefully we make as humans, you know, it's so fascinating. <laughs> as humans. <laughs> well, you as, know, you what else would we be? <laughs> well, no, not, not, not everyone may, well, see, I question whether or not some people are human or not, and some people don't even go through the evolutionary process of, like, developing. Well, yeah, you know, all right, so there's a couple things. One They're is, still humans, you, though. <laughs> yeah, but you, you've gone through that thing of the spectrum of trying different things so you you're not settled into one spot so you're open to different things as what makes sense for your body at different points of your life which you is all you can ask for yeah but it's all you can ask for for a human and you know i, I was saying this and it's a little bit uh, different off topic but it's sort of like uh i was talking to someone else um i was excited because i saw uh, a kid i i did stand up with who has a show tonight and i was all excited for him and they're like, a person's like, why are you excited? I'm like, oh, this guy's got a gig. He's like, well, you know, don't you want a gig too? I'm like, yeah, but, you know, it's kind of cool he's got a gig. And I'm yeah, like, maybe, of course. maybe 10 years ago, I might have been jealous or, you know, but I'm like, nah, I don't care or, about that. Or, you, you know, know what? Or you might be jealous for a second and then you get over it. That's what being a grown person is. Yeah, and, and that's all part of this is that yeah. maturation. But when you start doing that and you start evolving, you start appreciating things, and it can be food. It can be it, like, was that due to comic? Was that due to comic that said that? Yes. Okay. Of course. All right. Um, I think that's a thing you get. Like when you, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Were you done? Oh no, no, go ahead. 
Um, I was gonna say like a lot of times when you, if you're coming back to comedy or if you're first starting comedy, um, you start sweating that because it seems like you're fighting for any kind of respect. You know, so when you see people not booking you, you take that very personally, especially if you don't understand scenes and stuff like it takes you a little while to understand that bookings don't really mean that much because there's always one the next day. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And and the other thing is to just appreciate um, someone doing well. And, you know, Especially someone that you know, and you're like, oh, this kid. If you thought the kid was funny the day before, you probably still think he's funny uh, that day, uh, the next day, and appreciate it. You know, be happy for that person. And you, you know, know like, go to the show. If it's your friend, yeah, go to it and support it. You never know, somebody could not show up, and you'll be on stage. Yeah, exactly. Or just go and just be happy, like saying, oh man, you I'm know, saying, I'm so yeah. glad. Because, you know, that kid put in the time and, you know, he deserved it. He earned it. Go and up go up and dry hump the owner, you know. Dry hump the owner and be like, look, dude, there's more where this came from. Book me. <laughs> but, but as you said, like with the comedy, there, there are so many different avenues that people are, you know, even if you're in this in the uh, industry, you just aren't even aware of. You got to blaze so your own different- way. You got to blaze your own path because if you wait for people that are younger than you, like all these people, they 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 book all the same people on all their shows, and I don't know why they do it, you know. But I don't know if there's people at these shows or not. Maybe now because the pandemic, but you know everyone's gonna be flooding. But usually this is the time of year when comedy slows down. Oh, absolutely, and and that's what I'm kind of uh, curious to see. And oh no, it's not I, I gonna just... slow down. We're gonna work through the summer. Well, see, see, to me, I'm going to work no matter what. And, you know, it, it's just, I'm going to keep grinding. But it's sort of like my food taste. I'm going to keep evolving. you got to clarify that. You don't have a weapon, right? You don't have a weapon, right, when you're saying that? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to work no matter what, no matter who lives. <laughs> I'll work out of my backyard. I don't even care. I'll, uh, actually, my oldest... My oldest told me, he's like, all right, where, where do you want to put the stage? He's like, I know at some point you're just going to eventually want to work out of the backyard. <laughs> and we'll put a stage up. We'll put a microphone. Well, there's and... there's Zoom mics and stuff. Do you do Zoom comedy? I, I do not. Oh. I, it, you should, though. Just... You should, though. I mean, if you're not doing anything, it's still something. It, it is. And the thing, so being older uh, and having a different perspective in life into this, I don't have that same aspirations or same drives as others. So I just want to put together what I like and what I want yeah, to do. Yeah, that's it. You have your own approach. You never know. Um, are you going to Scotty still? Uh, yes. That is, you know, so, what's tough about that, Mike, if you get there late, you're like 50th. Yes, I, I was I was last, uh, last Wednesday. <laughs> How many people was there? Oh, uh, it was about five. But it, it was still solid. It was I, see, no. I'm saying, how many people were there? Oh, altogether, oh, it was probably about twenty. Yeah, okay. That's not, that's, honestly, that's not even that bad for that place. Were no, you there from and, the and beginning? I actually, the first time I went there was the first time I met you. It was the first time I ever showed up there. No, I'm saying, were you there? <laughs> that's not what I meant. Oh, I meant the other oh, night. Sorry. Were you there from the beginning of the? Were you there from the beginning, brother? Were you there? Were you there in the trenches when they built the place? <laughs> See, look, that's the mentality I have. It's like you know, it's always on the mindset, like thinking, oh, the beginning. Remember um, when we when we painted the place and called it our own? <laughs> you no, I, I feel, I, with some of these people, like I feel like there's always like the one of like, oh, I was here with this, this, and I'm like, oh, man, you know what? I was here when the place wasn't here do you remember you know? do you remember scotty brother remember man we were in 4-h together remember that dude <laughs> oh my I, god you're out of your it, fucking mind you it's really so are. sad my, my brain goes there but yeah so but i don't mind though um so i was there see it goes back to the same thing like i don't care about anything in life i just want what's good and I want what I want. All right. You know, well, 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 you know, that's uh, what I was saying the other day. And I say this all the time is sometimes when I when I'm getting healthy in my life, right, when I feel like I'm doing things for the right reason and I'm doing good things is when I don't know, I don't even judge anything. Things yes. happen and I'm like, hey, I don't even know if it's good or bad. Because sometimes if something happens and I react because I think it's bad, 
then I have a problem even if it's good going back to it being good. You know, sometimes I, you know, it's just very complicated. So if I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm not sure, and something that seems bad all of a sudden can seem good, and something that seems good can can turn bad. So I think, um, you know, having that kind of outlook helps me. But look at it being positive. So, uh, and, and I mentioned before we started podcast, uh, I, I followed uh, you and Carl, and uh, was it Mark also who went on the road trip? Yeah, it was Mar- yeah, me, Carl, Mark, and this guy, Steve Goldberg. Yeah, so, so Steve, I don't know, but I knew the, the, the other three. And actually, I was excited. And like, you guys had posted at different intervals the different spots of the trip. And yeah. I'm like, this is pretty cool. And yeah. so I. I thought it was cool, like the whole weekend following us along on this little trip, and like thinking, like, oh man, I hope this goes well for them. I hope it's like a, a solid show. Oh, we did. And we had, we proved ourselves to that motherfucker. Yeah, you know, he was happy. He was happy. The, so, I mean, the promoter, the guy who puts the show on, the promoter. But, yeah, but I'm, I'm looking at it though from an outsider, like say from another comics, like from yeah, an yeah, yeah, perspective. Watching you guys do that, I'm like, this is so cool. Like, I hope they do well, um, and yeah, you know, yeah. And yeah. and I think people need to have more of that mentality, that attitude of let's try to get everyone to succeed at their own level and their own pace, and whatever they're doing, and you'll enjoy things much more if you do that. Yeah, dude, I, I'm a grown man. You know what I'm saying? So I can't wait around for people to 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 like me or I I know I'm a comic now. I know I'm I'm a comedian and I have two podcasts and this one is actually growing, dude. <laughs> You're on the right podcast now. All right, so listen, I wanted to talk to you about some other stuff real quick because yeah, go we got to wrap up. Um now <laughs> you have a seizure disorder that you deal with. Yes, yes, I do. I, okay. So, so I've, I've epilepsy that's uncontrolled by meds. Okay. Um, yeah. So you you don't take meds because you no, eat... I do. Oh, okay. No, no, I, I, I they keep so uh, it's refractory epilepsy. So it's whenever they can't control it by meds, uh, you know, they, they try medical device. Like I also have an implant in me as well. Whoa. And yeah, you have oh, an yeah, implant. Even, what is that? So um, there are two different types of implants you can get. One is the, uh, it's actually in the brain, and you actually have leads that go into your brain, which I, I said no to. Um, the one I had is actually right in, like, sort of like your chest bone, and it it's, looks like a pacemaker device, and oh it God. has leads up to your vagus nerve. Oh, my and God. And that's does, attached to you all the time? And, and that shoots me, like, every five minutes or whatever it feels like pretty much like the blood pressure's going up and it'll you know shoot up electrodes up into my brain i feel so that from hear- the medication huh i feel that sometimes from the medication <laughs> is that true well, or no kepra kepra oh my god yeah i felt well, that like in my head i could feel the blood you know going to my head so all right so so you literally have that machine on you right now Oh yeah, no. So it's a little. It's a little. It's about a quarter. It's the size of a quarter. Was oh, okay. All right. I was gonna say, um, man. I was. We, we were gonna go live with Oprah in a second. <laughs> actually, um, in three weeks, I'm gonna be doing my. Uh, I'm gonna be doing mics with uh, uh, an EEG machine hooked up to me. Wow. <laughs> because they had to do it. They had to do ambulatory monitoring. So it was like, all right, do I not do anything for that week? And I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm like, I'm not embarrassed of it. It's like, this is what it is. And, you know, it's it's what, it's what how I got to be able to get we, to this point. These days, man, the PC times we live in, man. What's anybody going to be able to say to you? <laughs> oh, I hope they do. I know they will. They, they will say, they make fun of the clothing. They make fun of that work dress in the suits. I show up with, like, uh, uh, wires coming out of my head. I'm sure, you know, they'll say something. I never heard anybody uh, say anything about you, but that night you came to the mic, you were like, I just got in a fight before I got here. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. I hope you don't have a weapon. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I, right. I'm like, I'm, I, don't, I was going to say the most tame, but I'm not tame. So, all right. I, so, so you said this happened at an accident at work, right? No, no. This actually came on uh, out of nowhere. Uh, about seven years ago, um, I've had I've had seizures at work, and that's what put me out of work. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, so this came out of nowhere. They have no idea how it started, why it started. Um, we we kind of. So when was your last yeah, seizure? Yeah, probably. I mean, I had them very frequently. So you know, gosh, I mean, it could be anywhere from like probably like a couple weeks ago. Did you mm-hmm. did did you make a milkshake? I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, I can say that because I have a seizure condition too. Okay, I can make that joke. You know what I'm saying? But right. I teach my kids this. I said, if it's funny, I don't care. Like I don't care, I don't care what's about me. If it's funny, go for it. Blair makes the best milkshakes. Trust me, it's worth the wait. <laughs> Just, just, you know, one of his triggers is getting him pissed off. So let's just wait, get him really pissed off, and to get him to ice the milk and, you know. Turn the heat up. Turn the heat up. (laughs) (laughs) Is it hot here? No, he must be having a seizure. (laughs) Yeah, but but we all have to have some kind of disorder. We all have some disorders within us. All right, well, this is the deal. Okay, so what I like, what I'm interested in with you is you you have a very – a little quirky, but you have like a decent way about you and you're very forthcoming about this information. And it's kind of refreshing in a way. Um, again, as long as you don't have a weapon. <laughs> if, you, if you go shoot something up tomorrow, this won't be refreshing, okay? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, but um, probably shouldn't kid about that. But uh, <laughs> um, no, no, no. So, so, yeah, so what I'm saying is, so I have a mild seizure condition. I, it hasn't been called epilepsy, and I do drive. Um, I've only had a few of them, but I've had enough of them where the doctor's like, she, you know, she has a very deep Chinese accent, so I can't really say it like she says it. <laughs> and she kind of uses broken English. And I'm thinking, whoa, this chick's a neurologist. <laughs> you could figure out how to get a PhD in brain science, but you can't, like, speak better i don't know brother you know, because, well, you know and, and i'll say this though because I, I i've been to china many times or a couple of times um and so they can't pronounce certain letters that are in the uh, uh no it's not are. like that it's not it's even worse than that i mean our you know it amazes me but <laughs> she's very nice and she's good but so what she was conveying to me is i've had too many i've had like four or five so it's like and last time I stopped taking the Kepra, I had like two in a row. I mean, there was like cops in here fighting with me and stuff. <laughs> I don't even remember it, man. There was like cops in here that were fighting with me and had to get me subdued to go in the ambulance. And I don't even remember it, dude. I woke up in the hospital. Yeah, isn't that the freakiest thing? Yeah, I woke like up in that's... the hospital. But what it was is they disturbed me. I guess you're not supposed to disturb people when they're having a seizure. No. Because like... No, the- I- my girl, I, I keeled over and my girl called them. I did it Ow. once and then I did it again. So she called 911. She didn't, Maybe they weren't, I don't know, I thought they were cops. Maybe they were like EMTs. <laughs> I remember, I kind, like, I kind of remember it now after the fact. Like I was like struggling with them and fighting with them. But it's very, like I, I remember a second or two of it. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember very little of it. And I just remember waking up. And I don't even remember the hospital that much either. I just remember being like, whoa, what happened? And my girl was all pissed off, like, what the fuck? So, Take oh, your medication, so, so, man. So, so this is, this is, all right, relax. No, I am, Take I have medication. to, I have to, because I drive and stuff like that, and I can't, you know. Um, anyway, so, so what I wanted to talk with you about is, um, have you had people treat you bad? Have you had people discriminate against you or get mad at you because of the seizures? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. So, one, I, I got divorced uh, from it, but oh, really? Your, your uh, wife divorced you because you got you had because you get seizures. Well, so I mean, you know how to pick them, pal, huh? <laughs> well, okay. and in fairness to her, I mean, I and she had she did a lot to kind of get me to a certain point. She just couldn't t- deal with the whole epilepsy itself. Because, like, I was having seizures, like, I would have probably, like, 12, 13 a year. And, like, I couldn't be left on my own. So, she, I, I don't really want to blame that on her because, I mean, she did as much as she could. Yeah, but, you know, um, but, but when you marry somebody, dude, 
You know, that's what it's about. It's about sticking together. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm, what, I'm not going to get in your business, but I'm saying it. Yeah, no, no, listen, I agree with you. I bet, you know what? I just, I don't, she's not here to defend herself, so I don't want to, like, you know, throw you, her out there. You, you bring without, it on. You tell her she could fucking come on my podcast whenever she wants. Do you hear me? I will destroy her. <laughs> this is this is me being as like kind as possible. But at work, um, you know, a lot of people were afraid to be around me because of that. And, and these are doctors too, because the, it, it's scary when someone has a seizure. Like depending on the type of seizures, cause there are different types of seizures that you can have. But when you have the the traditional like the uh, uh, tonic they used to call it grand ball. Um, seizures where you kind of look like you know you're in a fetal position shaking and moaning it's kind of scary so I, I get that but yeah people- I mean yeah I, I had a kid um that I knew on my bus that had one one time and everybody was making fun of him but he really just looked like he was kind of drowsy and he was like drooling yeah I, and that's oh god that's not that bad I, I mean <laughs> So what do you, okay, so, so, okay, I hammered on your wife, okay, I'm sorry. Tell her I'm sorry, I'll, I'll send her, oh, you, I'm, I'm sorry, your ex-wife, sorry, sorry. Again, a, a slip, I'm, I'm, I'm a little round, man, I can't remember anything. <laughs> so, so. Neither can I. Yeah, oh, and the, you think the medication affects your memory? It does, so, I, and that's the challenge with comedy. So I came back into comedy after the epilepsy, wow. and one of the. One of the most difficult things, so before comedy, I worked in corporate, and I used to, part of my job in corporate, well, it wasn't part of my job, but I would also speak at conferences, and that's that's why I went to China several times, and, you know, all over, I was very fortunate to speak at different places, and at a drop of the hat, could speak anywhere about any topic. Then, come epilepsy, I can't remember anything. Like, I could write down my notes right beforehand, read them over, and get on stage and not be able to remember a thing. So, okay, and, so let me just ask you real um, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. So, so the, the the challenges, though, with, with the epilepsy was, was the brain is functioning completely differently than what I'm accustomed to. And now it's, I'm on this path of trying to figure out how do I get my brain to work, not where it was before epilepsy, because it'll never get there, but to a level that's acceptable now that I have the epilepsy. Okay, how do I so, work around? So let, me, let me ask you a question real quick, okay? Um, do you find that you still remember stuff before you started taking the medication? Yes. Okay. It's just stuff since the medication. Yeah. Yes, but 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 not um, all the time. It, you can remember most of the stuff. There's just a few things that you you uh, um you probably would have remembered before the medication. Is that how it is? Yeah, the, the medication really kills a lot of the memory issue. A lot of the memory, though. Really? Like even 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 so. So what I've been doing is it's like I feel like I'm fucking like eighty. I go through a lot of pictures like frequently to remind myself. Really? Of things that oh, happen. Oh my yes. god. Wow, like so, so, how things that happen, how long? How long do you think you forget? Th- like you forget things from a month ago? Two, yeah, a month ago, two years ago. Um, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Like, yeah, it, it's pretty bad. I mean, that's why I'm, <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm on disability and can't work is because I can't remember anything. Oh my God. And, so you know what? Okay, so we were hammering on your wife. Okay, or your ex-wife, sorry, your ex-wife. So let me ask you, so... I was going to ask you this. So, so give me a medium range seizure. Like what's, cause I would probably think the medium range ones are probably the most common, right? Um, no, I'm like all or nothing. Like I go like full, like tonic you know, grand mole. Um, so when I say, when I say medium range, I don't mean medium in strength. I mean like oh. what I, what I, what I mean is what's the most common one? Like what's the most common, not necessarily the most yeah, yeah, the most frequent, I guess, yeah. The most frequent. What's the ones you have more of? The big ones, the grand malls? Yeah, the big ones. So if I'm having them, it's, it's the big ones. So so take um, me through a seizure. What What is it like? So, oh my God. it's So it's, it's scary because a lot of times, and it's different for everyone, um, but mine, you have what they call auras, which is like you get the sense that something's going wrong. So sometimes that aura can last, um, you know, several weeks, a month or so. 
um, I had an aura for the longest time, and I forget what it's called, but it, it feels like you have to throw up. So you have this constant nausea feeling like you're going to throw up, and it doesn't go away until you have a seizure. And I could have that, I think the longest I had one was for like three weeks. Where oh you're God. like, so what is it again? Bent over it's, an pain. it's an or? It's an aura. Oh, aura. Okay, aura. Okay. So I'm getting, you get these senses that like something's coming up. Um, and like the, the one with the esophagus, I, I think what, uh, what it's called, like I said, you, you, you're like buckling over half the time, feeling like you have to throw up, but you can't. And wow. it, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's your brain, you know, waiting to have a seizure. Let, let me ask is, you like, a question real quick before I forget. Do you ever smell yeah. weird stuff? Yes. Do you, get, oh, so you get that too? Do you get sour? I just started smelling sour stuff, like everything. So I smell like a little bit of pumpkin or something. And then I smell smoke once in a while. Yeah, all burning. Oh, that is an aura. No, but so, it smells like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, a, it's like a cigarette, but not quite a cigarette, something like that. Oh my God, that, that's like a common aura. Um, it is, I, I, have an, I have an awful joke. Um, but the cusp of that joke is because of always smelling something that's burning. And, and that is a trigger. Or not a trigger, but that's that's like kind of like a sense. So you think and I'm going to have a seizure now? Because it's been a couple of weeks now that I've been smelling that. When was the last time you, you, um, when was the last time you had one before that? Before the two oh, weeks it's ago? been a year. It's been over a year. Oh, really? See, this is the thing. There's no rhyme or reason to a lot of these things. You can have yeah. them come in clusters. I, lo I looked at it online. They were saying it's this one disorder. But if you're saying it's from the medication, I have to talk to my... Because try I tried to get on other medication. I was on Keppra and I couldn't take it. So now I'm on Lamictal or whatever it's called. Yeah, I'm on Lamictal. Lamictrine or whatever it's called. What is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, they have two names. They have a, uh, a pharmacological name, and then they have their their generic name. Yeah. They call it. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to get on that because that's a mood stabilizer too. Yes. So, so I'm trying to just get on that, but they had to wean me off the Capra. So I yeah, just got I, a, I just got a blood test today, and I'm hoping that I can just go to right to the Lamictrine or whatever it's called. So. So the, the Kepra sent me into the psych ward for a little bit. You said so I got some And I'm sorry, Blair, but I'm not that surprised, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just act, act like... Uh, I didn't fall on the floor or anything, okay? Like, um, I just kept... I'm perfectly calm. So go ahead, go ahead. Uh, but with the mental... See, here, and here's the other thing, too, with, with, like, the brain disorders. It's, like, one thing to have them, but then it's, like, you have to figure out this map with the drugs. So one of the things with the Lamectal is, like, they have, like, Steve Lemaire's disease or Steve Jobs' disease. I don't know what it's called. I call it Steve Jobs' disease. Uh, it's nothing to do with Chinese kids making phones. But um, it, it's, like, a rash you can get that can be really severe. A rash? Yes, if you uh, um, if you titrate up too quickly, if you you know you you uh, uh, go too up on your dose too quickly, um, you can develop this rash. Oh my it's, god! Yeah. So that was Steve, like of, Steve Jobs had rashes. I and Steve, see that's the problem. My memory's so bad, I can't remember much. So I remember like one word, and then uh, um, yeah, I just associate it. How do you remember who I am then? You remember what I look like? Oh yeah, no. I, see, uh, sadly, yes, I do. I remember what you look like. I remember that that you had. Uh, um, uh, I, I was called a, a neurological. Uh, I, I don't want to call it condition. I remember that. I remember what you look like. Because um, well, I also follow you on uh, Facebook because yeah. you do have funny posts. And it, now, is that your your son or grandson? Yeah, that's the, my baby. Do my grandson? Slow back there, Blair. I'm going to send well, you in the fucking psych ward again. Okay. Now, hold on a second. You said you had a teenager. I, I have, a, I I have teenagers a teenager. and I have a baby. I have a baby, yes. What the fuck were you thinking? Whoa. Slow <laughs> back, Blair. Dude, he's beautiful. He's 18 months oh, old. No, he is. He's 18, 19 months old. He's wearing four-year-old clothes, dude. The dude's huge. I need a bodyguard for when I get old, Blair. Come on, baby. Work well, with no, me here. But that's the thing. It's so adorable. I'm saying what the hell's wrong with you because it's like the teenager and to have a young one do it again. Like, I can't imagine. I love that. it. Uh, are you crazy? What else are you going to do? 
Well, how well? Uh, I, dude, not, I take care of him every day. He's amazing. He hasn't oh, been with any he? babysitters. He's just been with me, his grandmother, his mother. Dude, he hasn't even been outside that much because of the pandemic. But th so those pictures are so endearing because it's like seeing like, you know, someone so proud of their child. And it was like, oh, my God. So like those kind of things, like, you know, uh, yeah, I guess it's like sentimental because I have kids. Yeah. It's like that's a human being. So oh, yeah, I mean, I do it. I can't stop taking pictures of the kid. He's just like a chubby bunch of love he just starts dancing and shit i mean i i have no room left on my phone between comedy and him i'm like jesus man um and i can't delete anything of him even blurry pictures i'm like i might need a blurry one <laughs> so, so things like that is just it's, it's what makes you so endearing like i said even trip i'm like looking on facebook and i hate facebook i'm looking at facebook watching you guys take this trip uh out to ohio, it was ohio right i believe yeah, 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 and I had to go to the bathroom like 30, 40 minutes into the trip, and you know, I did, yeah, and then I thought I lost my phone, and I thought we were going to, because out there in the middle of Pennsylvania, I would have had, we would have had to like get off, drive back, it would have been like 40 or 50 minutes added to our drive, and then right before we were going to get off the exit, I found my phone. <laughs> but, but see, those, those things is, is what makes it so endearing to like follow you. It's like, here's a human being, and like, you know, there, there's no like rough exterior. Or, it's like, here's a true, genuine human being. And, and <laughs> yeah, it you goes think back so? No rough exterior. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, but I'm saying it's like, here's someone who loves comedy, who's always positive about the comedy, like the shows, and then also has like the picture of the baby, and it's just like, how could you not, you know, you know, root for this guy? And, yeah, and, I mean, way, you know, it's, it's, you know, well, the, for me, what Facebook has always been about for me is showing my family and friends what I'm up to. And, you know, now uh, if people want to follow me, I tell people that like my comedy. I'm Anthony Quinn on Facebook, the good looking one, wink, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I have an Instagram and I'll tell you, man, I didn't pay for any algorithms and I'm over 300 now. And I just, you know, I just, those are my friends, people that follow me out of nowhere because of what I post. And I'm pretty proud of that 300. I know it's not that much, but it'll be 400 soon. So no, but it's. It's 300 people who actually want to follow you. So you're one of the first comics I actually friend requested and followed. And it was because I hate I hate doing that stuff. But it was like, I could relate to this person. Like, this is someone I could relate to. And this is someone that, like, if if I had a spot or if I knew, I would want to bring him along because, like, this is a good dude. Like, yeah, cool, bring man. Guy along. Spread the word, and, dude, and before you forget. Ha <laughs> ha, see how I did that? <laughs> <laughs> but, so, but so that's how you remember things that's how things resonate it's like there's other things about you like it's yeah. not like you're just putting out funny one-liners so so like, oh my god <laughs> so dude no, I'm, with, I'm with you man thank you i appreciate it so what i'm intrigued with and what fascinates me man is how much this thing affects your everyday life because some people think they have problems right some people <laughs> sit on their pity pot and i'm one of them and they think that, you know, everything's so bad, my life was so bad, and really they have a lot of first world problems. You know, if all of a sudden you had a stomach ache and it wasn't going to go bad, it wasn't going to go away until you had a grand mal seizure, um, that's pretty... That's a pretty. That's pretty hardcore, man. And you you have to take medication that makes you forget stuff. You lost your wife, you know, and your kids. They're probably oh, not that. They're probably you know not that sensitive to the seizures because they've been dealing it for so long, right? Or well, not? My, my, my oldest one is, and unfortunately, he's probably taking most of the burden. Um, the other ones, there, there's the level of embarrassment because I had a seizure during my uh, my middle kid's uh, concert recital a couple of years ago. And so, like, where the paramedics had to come rushing in uh, during the performance, so there, there is that level of embarrassment of you know that my kids well, have. Well, that's the um, thing is, no matter who it is, no matter who, even Mother Teresa would be like another fucking seizure. You know, like you know, what? it's just you can't you can't expect people to just be okay with it after a while because it's you know I'm I'm not saying that they hate you, but. It's a big. That's why I take medication, dude. 
you know? It's a, it's a burden, and that's where I've always yeah, been it's like, a and it's the same thing with the comedy, where it's like, I'm just going to do this my own thing, I'm doing my own way, I'm going to do what I want, because everything has become such a burden, like I've always been a burden, and that's why I've been extremely lucky, I was able to buy my own house post-divorce, um, I was able to still retain uh, 50% custody of two of my kids, I have 100% of my other one, um, so like, yeah, I mean, it sucks because I can't drive, um, I have, you know, some of these symptoms, like these auras, you know, every day, um, that some of them are crippling where it's like, I got to lie down. I can't go anywhere. How did you get a hundred percent custody of your, well, actually I shouldn't get into your business. I'm just saying okay. like, like if I was anybody in a custody battle, I'd be like, this fucking guy gets seizures all the time. You know, he's not going to be able to take care of the kids. Well, while I was working full time, I was also like the primary caregiver of the kids. All right. And, um. Uh, but I'm and saying she he, could do that if she really wanted to. She could probably well, bring you back to family court. It, it was more. It was a little bit of her choice. Uh, to uh, my my <laughs> eldest, he's he's on the LGBTQ spectrum. Oh, okay, all right, that's fine. So she's not she's not very accepting of that. Oh, really? I have no problem. Oh, now I have a problem with your wife again. Now, oh yeah, she's on. She's she's on my shit list now, buddy. I'm sorry. Well, you know what? I'd rather people show their true colors. And, and you know what? This is all speculation or all hearsay or whatever, even though he's living with me now, 100% of the time. But, you she know was what? like, keep the gay dude. <laughs> what a <laughs> bitch, dude. What the fuck? It, I never it, call well, women bitches. I never do. But, dude, your ex-wife just pushed me to my limits. <laughs> well, you know what? And, and there could be other factors involved. You know, I don't want to just throw her under the bus. But at the end of the day, you know what? Which but does want, your kid I'm think fu- that though? That's what I'm saying. The mo- does your yeah. kid think that? Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. So if your kid thinks that, then it's probably going on, and there's no excuse for that. You know, you gotta the, you gotta take the hit for the kids, man. You gotta take the you, hit. Well, the, the greatest thing I I told my oldest, I said, you know, we should have our own reality show, The Odd Couple, because we're complete opposites, and like he dresses in his drag. And, you know, I dress up as, as myself. And he has some comedic chops, too. He, he's still a little Oh, so, so is he, like, is he, like, transitioning? You know, he, just, he's, he doesn't know. He's always exploring, but he does, like... Yeah, he's young. How old? Oh, if you don't mind, how old is he? Yeah, uh, 16. Oh, okay, so, yeah, he's a little baby. You know, he's still a baby. He, you know, it's... The, you just never know. You know what I'm saying? I t- People are allowed to be kids and allowed to explore, you know, explore the world, dude. Uh, yeah, the only thing I said is don't get surgery. I said uh, anything else. I'm in Lakewood, New Jersey, which is like, uh, um, gosh, it's it's very Hasidic. It's it's probably like the most Hasidic, heavily Hasidic populated area outside of Brooklyn, maybe. Um, <laughs> and they love and they but, love uh, they love they love the gays. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so we, we Miles and I go into to the wig shops um, because they have the best wig shops. Oh my god! Because uh, well, they said women have to shave their. They're heads. like, your wife is gonna love this. You're like, no, it's for my son. <laughs> Get out of my and, store. <laughs> yeah, for, for the best, he's like six three. Wow! Uh, god bless him. Yeah, oh, I'm so pr- proud of him. He's he's amazing. He's very smart and very confident. And yeah. um, my kids are great too. We're lucky, dude. We're lucky, man. You know, it's 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 a blessing. Children are a lot of these young people don't want to have kids now. They just want to like sit home and play GTA and get Pizza Hut every fucking night. I mean, you know, I like that shit too. I don't play GTA. I play uh, NBA and NFL. But oh yeah, me too. Yeah. You know, you could do that anytime. And what do you think you're going to be doing when you're an old person and nobody cares about you? You'll be playing fucking NBA and NFL. So, you know, it's like nothing, everything is work, dude. You know, and it sounds to me like you do a lot of work with your kids and, and um, with your with your affliction. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, and you sound grateful. So, I mean, that's the only way we can be, dude. Because something like what you're going through and what you've been through very easy to turn you bitter, man. Very easy oh. to turn you bitter and start like emotionally abusing your kids. And it doesn't sound like to me that that's happening. 
No, maybe the other way around. But, 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 like, <laughs> but they're allowed to do you, that. They're trying to figure out stuff, you know. Anthony, look, look at this. I, I mean, put it quite simply. So I, I wasn't able to do my job anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, and, and I had a pretty good, successful career. And I was told, you can't do your job anymore. You know, uh, you're on disability, you know, probably for, you know, the rest of your life. Um, Thank you God know. you were with a good company, though. You know, and I paid into it, but but think about it. I I am so lucky. You are. I, but I, I I have this flexibility, this ability to spend time with my kids, and then go out and try to do comedy whenever I want to, and I don't have to worry about like like does this person like me? I can genuinely like someone and say, you know what, you're a good person. I like you. Well, you, you know, this is what a friend of mine says. You got to see the good in people. You got to try to see the good in people. And life's too short, dude. I, I, t- I used to beef with some people in comedy because I was always like, hey, man, it be respected. And then I was like, wait a minute. You're talking about respect way too much. Your, your name's Anthony. <laughs> I can't keep talking about respect. People are going to think I'm going to whack them. Um, but you know what? My A good, a, a good, well, I, He's, I like him, but I don't know how much he likes me. <laughs> With these young dudes, you never know how good of a friend you are. But he said to me, he said, um, stop beefing with people, especially people that aren't funny. You know? And, he, you know, once he said that, I was like, you know what? You got a good fucking point. That's an excellent point. Yeah, yeah. And, and go back to, like, life. Like, and we all have different lots in life. And we yeah. can't always be something that we're not. Enjoy what you can be. Yes, exactly. That's a good, you know, that's a great line right there. That enjoy what you can be. You know, and that's kind of counterculture. That's counterculture right there. Like, that's not what people are taught. People are not taught enjoy what you can be. I like that. I fucking like that. I mean, you can be anything. That's what we're taught. But what are you? You know, what I'm finding out is that I can't really be everything, Blair. I, there's, exactly. you know, I had physical limitations my whole life and mental limitations, you know, that have nothing to do with money, but it actually does now and always has affected my potential to earn money. But does that define me? No, no. Um, everything that I have is who I am. Exactly. And, and that's, and that's, and that's, all, and that's what makes you up and that's, what makes you the best person you can be? I mean, is once yeah, you yeah. identify who you are. We try. We try to. That's all we can. I have manic episodes, and I act like an asshole, and then I just try to. You know, I. It, it's a pain in the ass, Blair. Manic episodes oh. aren't as fun as they used to be, dude. You know. Oh, trust me. No, no, I, I know. You know. But, but it, you, that's where I, I make fun of. And I think it's only women who had these like. Uh, um, uh, daily, uh, uh, those daily, uh, being thankful, uh, things like, oh, you should be thankful for this or thankful for that. And, you know, every day you should wake up in gratitude list, write your gratitude list. And it's like, <sighs> I, I see why, why that's good, but you shouldn't have to do that. You should be able to live well, your life well, you and know, just be thankful. Well, this is the thing when you have a manic episode or if you beef with people in comedy, whether you know it or not, you're the, the beefing in comedy, it's affecting you. And a manic yes. episode, right? I have an episode and then I'm apologizing to everybody. I feel guilty. Everybody's pissed at me. Because people don't care if you're in pain. I try to explain no. to people, when I'm having a manic episode, I'm not just sitting back like, ha, 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 ha. You're all assholes. Take this. No, man. No, I'm in pain. I'm trying to resist. But I well, can't. Well, so, and, and I'm not saying this is your condition, but like, typical for someone with bipolar, bipolar one, is, you know, having that, the levels of mania. Yeah, and I'm starting and, to think that I'm I'm close to that. I'm, I fit somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And, and it's not, it's not fun. I mean, because I'm, I'm, I've been with people who have bipolar, like even family members, and the struggle that they have. And it's not a good feeling when they're going for that manic episode. Yeah, and, and you know, and, but, I've learned now. I'm learning because, dude, I, I, I know about behaviors. I was a counselor for a little while. And um, and I just, you know, I when I feel them coming on, I just 
I just do away with them. But then what happens is it comes out somewhere else sometimes. Somebody cuts you off and you're like, you know, you've, it's just, I struggle with driving. Driving's one of the things that I struggle with because when people, people don't you use their, New York. they don't use their blinkers around here for no reason. They're just like, no, I, I don't use blinkers locally. I'm like, what? <laughs> you get hit in the back locally? <laughs> you're you're gonna. So. Oh, you live in New York. You're from driving, dude. I mean, you, great. Yeah, let you don't even want to talk to me about driving in New Jersey. Forget about it. We don't. That's another fucking podcast. Anyway, listen, we're gonna wrap up. But um, I want to say, Blair Warner, man, you. I really appreciate your um your disclosure, man. I mean, you know, uh, uh, it's not easy sometimes to talk about this kind of stuff. No, it was, uh, and I, you asked me, the first time you asked me uh, on a podcast, uh, that actually was the biggest thrill for me, because it was like, someone who took the time to say, hey, why don't you come on and, and talk on the podcast, you know, something, it, it was such a big thrill, and that actually was a big, huge, like, All right, did you listen to up. it? I did. Oh, oh okay. yeah, of course I did. Although, a lot of comics, believe it or not. They don't listen to them. <laughs> they like it. Everybody says, I had a great time, dude. That was awesome. But they're like, I hate the sound of my own voice. That's what they all say. <laughs> oh, no, I do. But, but it was it was the fact that, that you actually, you know, you, you heard a little bit of my story. And you said, hey, why don't you come on podcast? It, it, it really did mean a lot to me. And I was very grateful cool. for all that. Right. So. Well, you're a good guest, man. Um, your episode on Quinn Spears, he actually got quite a few listens. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was kind of cool and I was interested about the epilepsy and you know what you, you have a good, like you speak up and you have a lot to say. So that's always good. Yeah. I mean, you have a lot to fucking say, (laughs) no, but that's, but that's always good, man. That's always good. That's why I have people on here so they can talk and they can share their perspective and maybe, you know, you definitely helped me. I mean, maybe bum me out a little bit. (laughs) Just make sure you're taking the medication. That's yeah, the thing. yeah, man. But no, we're gonna have you on again, dude. We'll, we'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Andy, oh, thank oh, you, you want to do your plugs? What's your plug? You have any plugs? No, I don't plug anything. Okay. You'll find me. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to make sure you remembered to do your plugs. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I forgot what I was going to plug anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, okay. We'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, thank you, Andy. All right, be good. Cheers. Yes. Dude, that guy's that guy's awesome. You know, he's got a very nice disposition for some of the crazy stuff that he goes through. And you know what? I saw his his um I saw his comedy and he's funny too. You know, I mean not funnier than me, of course. <laughs> um yeah, man. So if you see him around, check him out. His name's Blair Warner and my name's Anthony Quinn and this has been Food Addict. Thank you. Cheers.